Hey, Ben. Uh, ooh, what, what are you working on there? Oh, uh, hey, Zane. Uh, you know, just uh, something I've been, I've been fooling with in my spare time. Hand me that crescent wrench, would you? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, you're gonna want to watch where that spring flies, don't, don't you? Is that, is that important? Oh, oh, no, yeah, yeah. That, no, that's part of the, that's part of the project. I actually just. I, I stopped by the junkyard yesterday and picked up some supplies. I got got a pretty good deal on it. Um, oh, it's very yeah, enterprising. Uh, very enterprising yeah, of you. What are you What are you working on? Stand back. Stand back. Oh, sorry. I gotta I gotta weld this in place. Oh, um, like a like a baking soda volcano. <laughs> no, no. Oh yeah. No. You you're you're thinking of my project a couple weeks back. It's in the corner there. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, how about the uh, tornado in a bottle? Are you finishing that up? Huh? Uh, no. That that's a that's a fictitious pro. Uh, that's a fictitious, fictitious uh, product from Mystery Men. Um, I, I do believe that uh, you're thinking of something that does not actually exist, like Skittlebrow. I made Skittlebrow. It's delicious. Okay, well, uh, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I'm not making a tornado in a can. Um, oh, th- oh, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to need that screwdriver real quick, if you don't mind. Like the drink that I'm holding? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I think I'll need. Yeah, by, by the way, I really appreciate the ballsiness of just walking straight into my garage from outside, holding a screwdriver for all to see. I'm massively hungover. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, you know. These uh, loud you should probably are not put those helping. goggles on. By the way. Oh, sh- sure. Um, yeah. Oh, maybe you're doing like one of those like mobiles, like a uh, like the planets all rotating around the sun. Is that what you're doing? Like a diorama? Oh, you know, that's a good idea. I'll put that off on my checklist. Uh, diorama of planets, fuck Pluto. Yeah. So okay, what are you working cool. on then? Oh, um, well, I'm built, I'm building a mechanical man. A me- mechanical man? Like a robot? No, gonna, gonna need more wheels. Uh, no, not, not, not a robot. More like, uh, more like, you, you know, Steve Summers, the six million dollar man? Okay. Uh, it, it's sort of like that, but uh, on, a, on a slightly finer budget, and to a different purpose. Uh, this step step to the side there, you can see uh, Oscar is uh, is is sleeping over there. This is like a like a model, right? Like this is like a little like a prank, like a no, prank no, robot. No, no, um, I'm I'm going to be. It, it's not a robot. It's it's a man. What used to be fully organic. Uh, Oscar is actually sleeping in the corner there. You can. You can see he's you, uh, he's curled up there. Did you kidnap a hobo? What? No, uh, no. I offered him uh, mechanical augmentation, just like he asked. Ben, this might be the screwdriver talking, but this seems increasingly like a bad idea. What? No, no. Okay, so check it out. Look at all these features I'm going to implant in Oscar. So you got you got your roller skates that that'll just come straight out of his feet. <laughs> you don't even have to put them on, and they'll retract like nothing, like uh, like wheelies. You ever have those as a kid? They were great. Uh, Oscar specifically said he wanted wheelies. Okay. I don't see why... I feel like there's more important parts of a man than, you know, wheels. Well, that's why I, um... That's why this spring is going to be mounted to a boxing glove, and it's going to go right inside his chest. He's tired of getting, you know... He's he's tired of getting roughed up by local college kids, so he's going to want some And to make room for this boxing glove, I imagine you'd have to take out some... Pretty necessary organs. Are you maybe seeing a flaw here? I, I I imagine there's space enough. You know, there there there's the appendix. You can take that out. No harm done. I I feel like this is one of those things where you just you make it up as you go, kind of like uh, you know, take taking apart a car and putting it putting putting the parts back together. You just you just reach in, you take take out stuff and see what you're working with. Ben, I be like spring cleaning for his chest cavity. Ben, this is not a good idea, and in fact, you might be breaking several laws. I might have to call the police. Uh, no, like, I mean, come on, like, uh, look, look at all these other features. Like, uh, uh, check it out. I, I, I'm gonna put a, uh, a glove attached to an umbrella inside of his head so that if he falls from a real big height, it'll slow his descent. Whoa, that's a great idea. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. I know. Okay. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm, okay. So I'm all in. Yeah. Pa- pass me a few more springs. We're we're gonna need a lot of them.
Yeah, this is better than my idea, which was, um... It would be Gadget investigating a case-closed style crime. Yeah, that that sounds complicated. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely does. It's something um, that I want to okay. see more, but it's not something I want to be a part of planning. Seymour Skinner? Uh, Armin Tanzarian. Oh, my, my, I, I beg your pardon. <laughs> you said you'd never mention it again. This is not that. Bart? Bart Simpson? He's going to have such massive jowls when he grows up. Oh, yeah. My theory is that Superintendent Chalmers is just Seymour Skinner from the future. <laughs> Be- because of reasons? Well, he's not happy with where he is in life, and so he goes back to dissuade him from being a principal by just getting down on him all the time. And he re- and Skinner respects him so much because he sees... By going down on him all the time. It makes sense. By going down on him all the time. <laughs> just... Just jacking it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause see that that works in with my fanfic as well. <laughs> yanking, yanking. Just yanking it. But uh yeah, okay. So uh, <laughs> uh You're gonna uh, I would like you to like make s- I would like you to edit in some like mechanical kind of mm-hmm. tw- <laughs> I was gonna say mechanical twerking. Um, <laughs> mechanical <laughs> mechanical tweaking sounds, like you know, like the sound of Dexter using a screwdriver at one of his ill-oiled machines, yeah, or yeah. like the sound of someone like welding something. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, the bilge right? machine. What's that? The bilge rat machine. I, I got it. the walnut machine. The walnut machine. Ian and I came up with this idea back in AP Bio. We didn't know what we wanted it to do, but we knew that it would be called the walnut machine. It would run on Steam, and it would make the following sound. <laughs> Sounds like something Ian would say. We have a real fucked up childhood. <laughs> I feel like Ian's just really fucked up. <laughs> it's possible. Oh, uh, man. Inspector Possible. Wait. Kim, Kim Possible. <laughs> My mistake. Uh, all right. Let's the Royal Possible. The Royal Tannenbaums. All right, let's let's do it. Uh, welcome, everyone. My name is Ben. And I'm Zane. And this is the Cast, the show where we review old cartoons to see what we think of them as adults. And uh, today we're talking about Inspector Gadget. Go, go, Gadget Podcast. <laughs> this, 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 is, this is one that, uh, you know, this, this is another one that rests in the hearts and minds of the children of the Vietnam era. Um... <laughs> Or, or, or at least in, what was it, the 90s? Tell, 80s. tell us the prediction, product, production history. All right, well, Inspector Gadget ran from 1983 to 1986 in uh, Canada, France, and the United States. And mm-hmm. it was, it was the first cartoon produced by DIC Entertainment, which I realized after last uh, time we did, uh, you know, Where on Earth is Carmen San Diego? I realized that that's Deke. Not Dick? I'm pretty sure it's not Dick. Oh, well. <laughs> um, and it was co-produced by Nelvana, a Canadian company which brought us things like the Care Bears and Babar. We're going to have to do Care Bears at some point because my friend Kelly, for some reason, really wants us to review Care Bears. Like, maybe there's something really dark that she she wants to <laughs> follow through on. Do That'd you think into. that's likely? Uh, I hope it's likely. I've seen a few good conspiracy theories about the Care Bears. I'm sure we can make it work. <laughs> um, the... Impetus for Inspector Gadget is that he's a lighthearted mix of RoboCop and Inspector Clouseau, which yeah. ma- makes perfect sense given his French Frenchish origins, at least in yeah. production. So uh, they love they love bumbling detectives. Yeah, it it also sort of reminded me of, uh, like a like a parody of uh, James Bond, specifically in his relation to Doctor Claw feels very. Um, Feels very much like Austin Powers' Doctor Evil. Yeah, well, a lot of it, we'll get into it, but it, mm. a lot of it draws from the show Get Smart as well. Yes, this, um, this is all just sort of like the, the parody of the spy, the super spy, or, yeah. ins- I don't know, I, I'd call it more more a James Bond parody than anything else, which I guess Inspector Clouseau is already. Well, Inspector, It's just a spy parody, right? Well, Gadget, Inspector Gadget was played by Don Adams, who also played Maxwell Smart in the show Get Smart, which yeah. was... And, and like you said, he resembles Inspector Clouseau from The Pink Panther. Uh, not to be confused with the Pink Panther from The Pink Panther. Different. Different characters. 
I thought the Pink Panther was the diamond. It it was, but then they made a show about just a a, a Pink Panther. <laughs> oh my God, they totally did, didn't they? <laughs> Wasn't yeah. it like uh, what the fuck was this Pink Panther about? <laughs> he was like a mute Snaggletooth. He like he didn't do much. Mute Snaggletooth is my favorite brand of beer. <laughs> my favorite craft beer. No, I'm telling you, add Skittles to it. Uh, all right, man, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a reboot on Netflix uh, of Inspector Gadget that just came out. Not, not to mention uh, there was a live-action movie. <laughs> Starring Matthew Broderick, and then a few years later, French Stewart. Well, you God, French Stewart is the perfect <laughs> is the perfect cast for that. Yeah, sometimes you just you just get it right. It's like Patrick <laughs> Warburton as the Tick. You just you just nail it. It's the part I was born to play, and then crafted out of dollar store materials to play. Um, uh, and, and the reboot look. It, 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 I watched a little bit. It seems almost identical to the show we're going to talk about today, except worse in every regard. Yeah, it it looked pretty not great animation wise, and that's all I that's all I saw of it. Though that might just be the nostalgia talking, because in looking back on this show, the the show does not really hit home that hard in in the ways that I was hoping it would. It's charming in its own way. Yeah, that's that's generous, but uh, we can get into it after. Let let's talk about the plot. Yeah. So. Who like is I said, Inspector Gadget? This is a James Bond parody of sorts, reminiscent of Austin Powers or Pink Panther, in which it, sh- it the show follows around a relatively incompetent yet high-profile man of mystery, Inspector Gadget. Um, through no fault of his own, his durability and utility save the day. And unlike maybe some other... Uh, unlike, let's say, uh, a case closed where the incompetence of the detective is known by the actual main character, everybody is fooled by this guy's <laughs> childhood demeanor and general incompetence, including yeah. <laughs> including his niece, who regularly helps him out of situations. I-, I thought that she was a little more aware of his stupidity. I don't see it, but uh, <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. So, I think she actually has massive cognitive dissonance about her uncle. <laughs> it's possible. And Gadget goes around solving crimes and thwarting the plans of the evil Dr. Claw and his organization Mad. I hope you under I hope you like looked into what exactly Mad was supposed to do. They're just evil, right? It, it's just evil and <laughs> every Bond villain plan you can come up with, right? Right. And Gadget stops sometimes them. they have they sometimes they have plans, but sometimes his plan is just to kill Gadget. And Gadget stops them with the use of his greatest superpower, child endangerment. Yep. Uh, although he he doesn't try to put Penny in. He danger. doesn't. Tr- he doesn't really accomplish anything. He tries to. He's such an idiot. He, he's he's maybe the stupidest character we've dealt with so far. Yeah. Like like he he doesn't he isn't like mentally impaired. He's not like Forrest Gump. He 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 knows how to drive a car. He. Says Penny to go back because it's a dangerous situation. He tries to get his job done. He understands, like, he understands tactics in the workplace. He doesn't uh, understand the concept of danger, though. He's just, he's just kind of a buffoon, a ponce. <laughs> he's not, like, brain damaged. He's just kind of an idiot. Well, they removed his brain to put in a helicopter. <laughs> Dude, upgrade, you know? Like, <laughs> and, and an umbrella with one of them stupid yellow gloves attached to it. Oh my god, I love his glove hand that just it's, comes out of It's so funny. Like Ben, uh, he uses it when his hands are not occupied doing other things. I know. He's just lazy. <laughs> Have you ever seen Batman Piter Man? Yeah. Where like Spider or Piter Man will like drag himself along the ground using his webs. <laughs> like, his feet are perfectly use usable, but he just like is too lazy to bother. So he just yeah. uses webs to drag himself along the ground. That's what yeah. it reminds me of. And Gadget will will use his gadgets even if the situation doesn't call for the use of a gadget. I don't know how to describe him. It's like it's he, like the show was based on the thought, what if the car from Speed Racer was a person and solved crimes? It's, it's like, what if the $6 million man was actually the $600 man and was an inspector? Whatever <laughs> that is. Ben, is there a reason that he has these gadgets? I, I was actually positing this... this this speaks of some traumatic 
life-threatening incident in his past <laughs> that uh, that must have happened before Penny started hanging out with him because otherwise he would have been perfectly safe. See, I watched an episode where they traveled back in time and met his caveman ancestor who also had a hat. What? <laughs> and like five okay. o'clock shadow, but he had a hat and like a, a robotic hand came out of it, except it was just throwing a rock. Wait, it, a robotic hand came out of his caveman ancestor? Yeah. So, uh, okay, maybe he's just like this, <laughs> this weird mechan- This is a mechanical mutation? <laughs> yeah. It just got passed down through the ages? They've evolved. They've evolved to have hands inside of their heads? Although, I, I read that, um, I read an account that said that the hospital installed the gadgets in him while they were treating him for slipping on a banana peel. That is consistent with what I know of him. Yeah, right? <laughs> Um, <laughs> wowzers! <laughs> that that doesn't quite explain the caveman thing, but you know that's it's it's that sort of show where you you can't look at it too hard, so it's fine. Um, yeah. And this show is massively iconic. Like you hear "Go Go Gadget" random. Like I would see that on a T-shirt these days. No, sure. no doubt. Um, and you know, Doctor Claw, his whole evil, evil, evil thing. How you never see his face. The whole Mad Cat deal. The, that, that's, that's sort of a trope in and of itself. Yeah. And those, those are coming out of Bond, but like we said, you know, I think in Darkwing Duck, when you parody something, it becomes a little more legitimate. Uh, also, it's just, it's expressing these tropes to a different audience. Yeah. So, uh, so there's, there's, there's that thing to it too. Um, also, there's a couple, there's a couple tropes that are unique to this, such as, um, the, ins- the, the, I, was, I keep on wanting to call him Mayor Quimby. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mayor it's Quimby Chief getting Quimby. Qu- Chief Quimby getting a message blown up in his face that will self destruct. Like, yeah, the trope is that there's a self destructing message, like in you know spy fiction, you know, that sort of makes sense. But the fact that it it regularly blows up on Chief Quimby is sort of a thing of thing of its own. Ben, why does Chief Quimby have to hand deliver the notes to Gadget if he just has to read them while he's waiting? Anyway, so I have, I actually have a theory that Chief Quimby is not actually the head of an organization, um, <laughs> but but we we, we could talk about that when we get down to him. And he reads them out loud for anyone to hear. Uh, so per- Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Uh, what what precisely is an inspector in this universe? Is that like a negotiator? He is a detective slash action hero. I think. I guess so. So he is pretty much just a James Bond-esque character. You know, he he can solve these crimes because he has these special abilities, but really he's just being led around by the hand by his niece, uh, Penny, and their dog, Brian, uh, Brain. <laughs> Gadget, I really don't think it's a good idea. That's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Jeez. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I always saw him as a a perfectly well-functioning adult, if just kind of a doofus. Uh, I don't think he's really being led around by a hand by his niece. I think he's just getting pulled out of situations that are lethal to him by his niece. Well, he's not... Like, I don't know why they need to feel the need to protect him, because he's pretty much indestructible. So I think, like, he's just come to understand the world as this playground where he can't get hurt, and he's just playing games... <laughs> Maybe. So, like, when when there's any, like, he can't walk around without hurting himself. There's no lasting damage, but they kind of navigate him through the world. But if there's, like, danger, like when his car is on fire, he'll just, like, be like, eh, the engine's overheating again. That was great. I saw that episode. <laughs> or, like, he'll be in an elevator, and someone will cut the strings, and he'll fall, and he's like, I should tell maintenance that the elevator's a bit fast. <laughs> like, he's, he doesn't understand danger. Wowzers. Yeah, he's, well, he eventually does. He's just, uh, he's just oblivious to it until it's right in his face. Also, he will just abandon Penny and Brain. <laughs> He doesn't abandon them. He says, hey, go wait for me back at the hotel. It's not his fault that they tag along like Jade Chan if she wasn't so mischievous. <laughs> well, sometimes he just drives off while they're in, like, a different country. But I, I, I see what you mean, but I like this idea that he just doesn't comprehend what danger is. That's kind of cute. Uh, I, I think it's not true, though, because, you know, we, we see Gadget running away from certain dangers. There's occasions where he's 
being where he's being chased by something or being cornered by alligators or what have you and he he'll recognize the danger he just he just doesn't pay it much mind and right. it might it, it, might, it, it might be owing to his indestructibility if it's a plot based danger he'll do something about it but if it's just like incidental yeah, we, we need yeah. we need a wacky scene here <laughs> i actually thought it was sort of the opposite like when it's when it's danger from dr claw specifically i feel like he ignores it He's just like, on with the mission. Uh, but if it's just incidental danger in the world around him, like he's about to fall down uh, a waterfall, well, I don't know. You know, we're trying to ascribe too much, too many constraints onto this model. Right. I, I think it's just inconsistent. Sometimes he's worried about danger, and sometimes it's it's just him being a, being a goofus. And um, you can you can track sort of the way he operates in every episode because the episodes are very similar in the way they approach things. Yeah, uh, I only the, watched a couple. <laughs> I didn't think it was necessary to watch anymore. You only watched one, and then I'm like, yeah, you should really watch more than one. <laughs> You're yeah. like, I don't have to. <laughs> this is verbatim um, conversation between us. One of the dangers, quote-unquote dangers, that he picks up on <laughs> is when Brain dresses up in a disguise to like follow Gadget and make sure he stays out of trouble. Oh, yeah. Gadget he always thinks he's brain. the villain. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, unequivocally, which is... What a cheap joke that they get so much mileage out of. Well, he's in Gadget's defense, this is an easy mistake because the dog is dressed up like a mad agent and in a place where a mad agent would be. But in Gadget's <laughs> offense, that's clearly a dog. It's <laughs> very obviously not only a dog, but his dog. I don't think there's other dogs in this show. <laughs> no, it's sort of a Pokemon situation. <laughs> the only animals are all named. And this this is a dog in a show, so of course he is played by uh, Frank Welker. Naturally. Also, was the cat played by Frank Welker? No, but Dr. Claw was. Oh yeah, no, I was about to I was gonna note that Dr. Claw or Frank Welker gets his first speaking role. <laughs> and I like to think that this is his actual voice. And that he throws his voice whenever he's doing an animal. He's just walking around to, I'll have the eggs. Good morning, Dave. On a side of toast. <laughs> yeah, sort of. He's like Satan from that, uh, from that one intro that we did for, for Billy. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking that. Yeah, um, we should have gotten Frank Welker on for that. Uh, let's, let's talk about Dr. Claw just because we're, we're segueing into him. Mm hmm. Why is he trying to fight Gadget exactly? Like, it seems well, very then. antagonistic their relationship. It, like it's like a game like of a cat rom- and mouse. Yeah, it's but like they're so much more focused on each other than they should be. That's true. I mean, and that's owing to the the source material of like James Bond and Inspector Clouseau and everything. But there is a conspiracy theory that what is it? They're brothers. Doctor Claw is Inspector Gadget. Stay with me. Stay with me here. That's so stupid. No, no. Listen. He had a tragic accident, and he was replaced with a robotic duplicate that Penny made because she was distraught by grief and thought he was dead and rebuilt him. What? Yeah, he, like, blew up in an explosion. Like, the bomb in the intro is symbolic. And now he's trying to kill the duplicate. Uh. And even though he captures Penny all the time, he never lets her come to harm. That's okay. That's actually a very po- that's a very strong, uh, yeah, right. Conspiracy. That's actually very good. Yeah, uh, I'm, I usually make fun of you for that, but let let's assume that that, that is the that is the case because there's, <laughs> there's a lot of good evidence for that. Um, there's also a possibility that you know Inspector Gadget is a figment of somebody's imagination because there's a um Inspector Gadget minus Gadget, a uh, couple of <laughs> YouTubes. Where they okay. just took out all the scenes with Gadget and the plot works fine. <laughs> like, he's completely useless. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he just kind of fucks up both sides, regardless of where he is. He, he kind of reminded me of Homestar Runner. Really? Like, he, like, he's wrong about what's going on, but it works out anyway, as though he were right. Yeah. And just this sort of cluelessness that's charming unless you actually had to deal with it in person. Oh, man. I, I would not be able to handle that. <laughs> um, I wanted to say something about uh, your conspiracy with uh, with Gadget being a robot. Uh, yeah. It makes, 
it makes perfect sense that he doesn't recognize brain if he's like programmed to recognize like facial features mm. and brain just puts on like the dopiest facial features that could be seen as human and his scanners are just like oh cool there's a human tasty flesh hat trench coat oh. mustache yep. done there it's it is a great it's a great disguise brain <laughs> Yeah, no, but like, and and Brain has that disguise because he is aware that the robot works like this because Penny built him. I like it. It makes perfect sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, Penny was dead the whole time. (laughs) And killed Snape. Um, or Dumbledore. And, uh, yeah, this is good conspiracy. Let's, let's go on with it. But, uh, (laughs) let's go with, uh, let's, let's jump into Penny. Let's talk about her. Right. Um, so she she's precocious and clever. She she it sort of reminds me of a less mischievous uh Jade Jade Chan. Yeah. She 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 follows where she's like not wanted and uh and just inserts herself into danger um on a pretty regular basis. Presumably just because she loves her uncle. She's doing the actual detective work. Sure. Gadget, gadget's almost like a tool that she just directs at things, but yeah, <laughs> she has actual gadgets. Well, she like, she has computer stuff. She has computer stuff. She has these electronic surveillance buttons that she can place things and hear stuff. Yeah, she's uh, like she's, she's like gadgets iPad. oracle almost, except that or no brains oracle. <laughs> uh, you know, in this conspiracy where she made gadget, what is the importance of protecting the duplicate um i think that she's like she now thinks that gadget is real or maybe she doesn't know about the original gadget surviving and just is is repressing the memories <laughs> yeah like she's got cognitive dissonance on that whole thing or she, maybe she thinks that like... her uncle is is totally her uncle and he's totally effective and it's this father figure that she needs so she is unable to accept these 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 faults uh tragic and otherwise about him or maybe um she is just like playing sometimes like she's humoring the robot like sometimes she's into it and sometimes (laughs) she's not like sometimes she doesn't she sounds like she doesn't know what she's saying a lot of times like if something bad happens she's like oh no (laughs) uncle i don't think we have anything to worry about like she's almost robotic (laughs) Yeah, I, I I don't care for her kind of... Basically, I don't like her character model. I think she looks really stupid. Oh, she's got those dead teddy bear eyes. Yeah, the, it's pretty creepy. And also, I don't know, who's the voice actor for this? Well, this was Cree Summers' uh, first voice role. Yeah, I I think the, in, the inexperience is bleeding through a little bit. Not to malign the voice actor. Right. Uh, but it does not seem like her best work. No. Well, I, I wouldn't imagine it to be, but... Yeah, this character, I like the idea, and she, you know, does what she's supposed to do. Yeah, but she's, she's sort of like she, that hacker girl from uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, she she serves her role. I don't like the way she looks. I don't like the way she talks. <laughs> her wardrobe is also very, uh, like, stock NPC. Yeah. Like, she fits in a crowd pretty good in this, in a way that Inspector Gadget just does not. Yeah. At the and same of course, time, Brain doesn't I... fit in a crowd because he is the only dog in existence. <laughs> and he walks on two legs. Sure. <laughs> um, the, I can't really see anything else instead of Penny. Like, a young boy wouldn't really work as well, or a, a no. teenager. Like, I think this works, and to that extent, I think it's fine. Yeah, it, it's okay. I, I think I'm, more I never want to watch her though. I always want to watch Gadget. Oh, of course. He's he's the more fun. He's the more fun one. Like every time he's a doofus, you clap your hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's uh it's Pavlovian in that way. I get a uh, boner every time he says wowzers. <laughs> oh, sorry. I get a screwdriver. Go go Gadget Viagra. <laughs> so Brain is uh the other the other main character sort of. I guess there's mm-hmm. also Quimby, but let's talk about Brain. Mhm. Uh he he sort of reminds me of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yeah, he's it's this sort of reluctant responsibility idea. Yeah, and and specifically to protect uh to protect his family. So, he's got that whole like the only true bravery comes from cowardice sort of a uh, sort of mentality, um which mm-hmm. I always love. I always love a coward hero. Yeah, it's it's nice. Like do do you ever did you ever watch uh Vadi Vidya's um 
the uh the the thing for demon souls that one npc uh not oscar of a store uh, uh coward the couragely dog <laughs> maybe maybe it was that and the it's a the whole idea is how he's scared out of his mind about his surroundings and that makes him more a hero yeah that's cool i i love that sort of like it's hard to be a hero when like it's easy to be a hero when it's convenient mhm it's hard to be a hero when it it requires you to be something you're not i didn't put very i didn't put as much gravity on brain as you did i saw him more as like you, you know those um pterodactyls and things in the Flintstones where they're like a phone or a toilet and they're like, hey, it's a living. <laughs> yeah. I got the idea that like that's what Brain was, except he's a bodyguard. That's his function. Well, I actually I actually think that uh, Brain is... Rawr, rawr. I think the fact that he's a dog is intentional in this show. Man's so best it, friend. More of a man than the best friend is. Mm. Because uh, Inspector Gadget is incredibly vapid and one-note. He's just kind of a doofus. There's not much to him, personality or humanity-wise. And it's because he's had these human, you know, humanity things, human parts taken out of him and replaced with a robot. Brain is more human than he is. (laughs) And I think that was intentional. I think it works. Maybe they put his brain in the dog. (laughs) No, no, that, that, that can't possibly be the case. I mean, he does get into danger enough. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that Brain is by far the person who gets shit on the most in this show. Like, he, he gets hurt more than Gadget. He doesn't get that stake. No, he, he doesn't have, yeah. like, that child or animal immunity that you, that you usually relate to, to shows. Oh, yeah, he'll be in, like, a, a full body cast at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, a dog. <laughs> a dog that this kid, that this kid, a dog owned by this kid, who is presumably someone that the audience is supposed to, uh, bond with a little bit. Like, yeah. Haha, what a fun show. My dog's in a full body cast. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. Ignore that. Watch Gadget, you know, get some ketchup out of his hat and put it I mean, on a gra- burger. I mean, okay, sure. <laughs> I gotta, gotta take. I, I only got room for one more device the fire extinguisher or the ketchup gun. Gotta go with the ketchup gun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what are, what are your favorite go-go gadgets? Oof. You know, uh, I do have my favorite one, uh, is the finger telephone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's just doing a hang 10 sign. Yeah. No, he's just doing an improv telephone. Uh, Yeah. From like back in his, uh, circus troupe in France days. Mm -hmm. He, He just has that, he just has that, uh, that improv telephone. That he just whips out on occasion, but it actually has an antenna come out of it, like like a remote control. It's pretty yeah. sweet. I think that's my favorite. <laughs> I think that's what phones will be in the future. I assume that um, your your favorite is the is the uh, is the umbrella. No, I, I I love the hand that comes out of his head. Like we said, it's just used for gesturing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like if he's shrugging his shoulders, the extra hand will come out so that he can shrug with three hands, <laughs> <laughs> or like. Or like he'll cross his arms and the hand will come out to rub his chin while he's deep in thought. Yeah. Um, I also love his neck. How his neck is just this incredibly long slinky. Yeah, it's pretty good. And his gadget skates because when he skates around, a light comes out of his head like he's a police car. Yeah, like, that's can, so funny. You can picture him doing the sounds with his voice, like boi ooh boi yeah, he he's just he, really charming. Yeah, the the show really balances on his character and does so pretty well. Like it's just a gag show, really. Like the, it is. the plot the plot is barely there and it's it's built it's pulled up by this it's held up by this um monotonous framework, but given that the the character is so charming and we focus on him so much the majority of the time, it it kind of just gets by. This well, is one of those shows where I think it's very flawed in a lot of ways, but the <laughs> carries successes of it, the, su- the successes of it are are a push it over the top enough to call it a success. So uh, yeah, so let's talk about the tone of this show. You didn't want to talk about Quimby. He blows up. He's wearing a monkey suit. What do you want? I don't know. Like I like I was saying, I think you could have a conspiracy wherein he is not actually a 
top agent of any organization. He's just a crazy guy who wears costumes and tails this other guy. Yeah. And it, tries to it, give him what? explosions. You know what? It's not as strong as the other conspiracies. Let's not jam too many uh, um, springs into this elbow. The message will self-destruct thing comes from uh, Mission Impossible, though. Oh, does it? Yeah. And it always managed to blow up Quimby. Oh, yeah. And I... I I, that's sort of the couch gag for this, for this show, wherein, like, you just, you wonder how he's gonna get blown up. You know he will. Yeah. And this show, in a lot of ways, is just setting things up for funny gags, or funny it's, ways Gadget can be oblivious. It's so derpy. <laughs> this, 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 this tone is so goofy and, and just, uh, it's such a whimsical take on the spy genre. <laughs> yeah. A whimsical, goofy take. And, uh, that, it's you know it's in one of our in one of our favorite things it's expressing this uh this genre to an entirely new audience expressed in an entirely different way like i i think that's that that's the biggest success of this show is that it's expressing the spy genre where it did not have an audience before yeah cuz now it's it's fun and lighthearted and you can enjoy it as a kid um you can enjoy it you know as an adult because <laughs> It's pretty funny when it's when it's funny. Like like as an adult, like if you're us, right? I mean, this is right in Deke's wheelhouse where it has not quite educational. Like it, it is somewhat educational, not in terms of like, hey kids, science, you can build a robot like this. But <laughs> like, um, you know, they do the PSAs at the end. They're trying to fight for justice against something that's very obviously evil for no reason. <laughs> it, it, it's very black and white. That's true. That's true. And like you said, the PSAs at the end push it over the top as far as that moral. That they moral handle me- them. Messages. They handle them better than some that we've seen because they actually relate to the plot. And, and they're not just like you should be nice, Hamtaro esque sort of sort of uh, moral messages. They're like, here's what you should do during a thunderstorm. Like this is actual information that might be useful. Yeah, and they and they feel like part of the regular dialogue, like. A couple of times I because the like, regular I, dialogue is so flat. I was watching and I didn't realize that it was a PSA until almost the end. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, that's actually true. Totally, totally valid. But beyond that, there really isn't much tonally that's special about this show. <laughs> yeah, like what what you see is what you get. It, it works on charm. Goofy. It's goofy. We should probably not say charm as much as we do. <laughs> should come you can't up with spell a charm without harm. Not bad. Uh, we should come up with a few synonyms for that. It's, um, but it also enjoys, like, like the technology and the gadgets are really cool. So that that's part of the draw. Like, oh, what's he going to use this time? And, you know, a lot of times he uses the same stuff that he's always used. You know, the skates, springs in his shoes, extendo arms. And sometimes he comes up with these weird extra things. <laughs> like um, Like a spray bottle that shoots freezing rays. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Sometimes he's got bat gadgets. Or yeah, <laughs> I think he just had a banana once. I'm not sure. Uh, I think he might have just had that stored in his hat, and he was using it in the manner that he uses his hands. Yeah, but even even Penny gets some gadgets which are cool. So she has like that. Uh... <laughs> it's like an iPad. I was gonna say plugs, it's like an iPad. She plugs a typewriter into it. Oh, so <laughs> I'm like, good. So close, 1983. No, you must, you were you must so have loved close. that, Zane. I did. Like, I want it. That's that's, that's such so a great hipster. unintentional. Like, first, yeah. It's, it's, first of all, it's incredibly hipster. Like Arnold would love that as a computer. <laughs> like has a typewriter hooked up to a like a hologram monitor. They just um, mixed two things very poorly. <laughs> but also, it just bespeaks an anachronism that they couldn't have seen coming at the time. Right. Like that's. So good. Like, we bypassed this technology entirely, and now it's really clashing. It was prophetic. Like, we're, we're there now. Like, Well, uh, Cracked.com has an article called uh, Five Ways Inspector Gadget Predicted the Future. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways was iPads. Uh, was but there were other other really good ones. So Cybernetics? Like, they mentioned um, trusting GPS over our own senses. Oh, Nice. <laughs> which gadget does and flies off a mountain? Yeah, I saw I saw that in the what was it the second episode Loch Ness monster. Um, the idea that teenagers will understand computers better than professionals do. <laughs> That's pretty good. 
Um, Dr. Claw's surveillance cameras, the idea that cameras are just constantly watching us, which I don't know how we didn't mention. He's just watching them. I imagine his other hand is on his dick. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just, he's just, he's just giving himself a... He's giving uh, himself the old claw. Yeah, I was going to say, he's just giving himself a, just a claw, just a mad claw every, every time he watches Inspector Gadget fucking up. The doctor's prescription. Yeah, no, but he's watching them come even on, when it really doesn't make on. sense for him to have touch surveillance the, of touch them. Touch the bomb, it's so close! Um, and the last way that it predicted the future was the idea that gadgets are intentionally made defective. Oh, like, like, uh, like planned a planned obsolescence? obsolescence? Yeah. Did, how do you pronounce it? Planned obsolescence. Why am I pronouncing it obsolescence? I think I've only ever read it. <laughs> Dude, obsolete? Yeah, it's this idea with tech where you 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 plan for your stuff to go you go, to go obsolete soon, such that you always have a market. And I like this because well, they 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 did they they used to do that with cars, I believe. Yeah. During uh during the age of military Keynesianism, I think. Mm-hmm. In in I think what was it like uh sixties seventies might have been the eighties I don't remember. No, hmm. it was earlier than that. This this was also from my the, my U.S. history from 1945 <laughs> class. I I just don't remember when it was. Oh, Vietnam era, Vietnam era. Uh huh. Yeah, but help bolster uh, the economy. I like it in the in the idea that um, there are other Inspector Gadgets and they're all defective. Oh yeah, like <clears throat> like uh, like she just saw it on it on a TV special ad sort of thing, <laughs> and like every kid has one of these. Alternatively. Um, he's uh, he's an obsolete model. Like, that is the other. The other ones have worked through the kinks, and he's just oh, all she if, could afford. Like, what if they were? What if they were like this defective, like explosive, like danger that got recalled, and Penny <laughs> just revamped the one that she had such that he wouldn't explode, but she couldn't fix any of the programming. Nice. <laughs> so, like every all the other ones got recalled. Uh, but the company went out of business, so no one knows about it. Uh, I also think it could be, um, it's like Gur from Invader Zim. Like, most gadget inspectors work fine, but just this one's an asshole. <laughs> He's not an <laughs> asshole. He's just an idiot. There's quite a bit of overlap. I, I think he's He just abandons them, Ben, in the middle of I, I really wherever. don't think he does. Like, he, he he tells them to go somewhere safe, like... If you're on the job, oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> no, like, yeah. I mean, granted, they're they're not in a great spot most of the time when he has to abandon them for a mission. But like, it's not like he he brings them into danger specifically. He's not going out of his way. <laughs> sure, I guess that's true. Like fifty fifty on that. I'll give him that. <laughs> like, like it fits in with his like, uh, with his ignorance persona that he just abandons sure. them. There's nothing immediately threatening them, therefore they're safe forever. That makes sense. That makes I'm sense busy. with his No, that yeah. ma- that makes total sense with his sort of uh perspective. He's got to recalibrate every time he sees people. <laughs> uh yeah, but you know like that that's that's pretty much it for the tone. Uh let's yeah. talk about the animation. All right. Like I said, Penny looks really bad to me, but Gadget's look really does it for me. Yeah, he He's the most got... inhuman face you can possibly Yeah, have. it's lumpy. It's 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 pretty close. It's cl- elongated. Uh, Classy. It, it's pretty soup-esque. It's French it, it's French Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Only with a Jay Leno chin. <laughs> um a gigantic protuberance and like I don't know if you noticed this, but his trench coat, like trench coats are traditionally gray. His is almost blindingly white and it made me realize like Everything in this show is very bright. It is. Uh, it 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 is it is blocky and bright in appearance. Like everything was made by play school. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, like it it would not surprise me. Like that. I think that's what maybe why Penny looks so lifeless is because this was the era of like your He Man. Uh, you know, merchandising. Mm-hmm. Th- these were probably designed to look like merchandise pieces. <laughs> like they look like mannequins or or dolls. A little bit, yeah. Like, you could very easily see a Lego version of Penny. Yeah, and you could... Like, cut and paste. You know, you can craft these characters pretty easily in a sweatshop, just chipping away at a bit of clay, and if you, you know, hit the face and, you know, leave a big gash, it it doesn't really matter. It's just like, (laughs) no, it's definition. It's whatever. (laughs) Yeah, he's distinguished now. (laughs) 
It's like a mustache. <laughs> Just a big old <laughs> dent in the side of his head. The gentleman gadget. <laughs> what if he had a gadget monocle? I- I'm sure he does. He also has a finger laser. I don't think we discussed that. Mm. It's on his middle finger. Nice. <laughs> Is he like Starfinger? He's got a different power for every finger. He's like a Swiss Army gadget hand. He's got so many gadgets. I, th- I believe that. Like, so what is it? The f- the thumb has the has the receiver for the phone. The index finger has he shoots water out of. I'm, I'm not mistaken. going over every bone in his body, figuring out what just, gadget they replaced it with. Just just the five fingers. I think that's funny. Uh, if the middle finger does uh the flashlight. Uh, no, the laser. I guess maybe it's both. What's the ring finger do? For when he gets married. For when he gets married. And I guess the the pinky finger is uh, force ray. Yeah, the the pinky finger is for conjunction with his monocle, so he can look classy. Oh, pip pip, yeah. For him, it it raises by itself when he drinks something. <laughs> when in doubt, pinky out. Mm-hmm. I was hoping you were gonna do like Therock or something again. <laughs> um, the thumb, the thumb again. <laughs> the thumb again. <laughs> for uh, you know, opposable dexterity. Yeah, for uh, thumb I, stuff. <laughs> yeah, for thumb stuff that you need. Yo, boss, uh, what do you want this uh, human thumb for? You know, thumb stuff. <laughs> Dude, you you never know when you'll need one. Go away. <laughs> Close the door. <laughs> Close the door. I have to watch this French ponce, uh get blown up and and uh, and touch myself to it. Um, um, I don't know if you saw the in the second season the animation got a bit more anime like because they uh, transferred some of the duties to Deke's Japanese facilities. I don't think I did notice that. It it was a bit smoother. It looked better. Interesting. But it um, wasn't hugely noticeable. So, do you think that the fact that Gadget looks so good and Brain and Penny looks so bad? Do you think that was like planned? Do you think that was like a planned contrast? I don't think so. I think, you know, cartoon dogs, there's so many different types of ways you can portray a cartoon dog. Mm. I like um, his collar, actually. Yeah, the collar why, works, but... It but lo- looks pretty good. His head kind of doesn't. Sure. And and for Penny, I think they, you know, they, they wanted the show to be very wholesome. This is very much a, uh, you know, for young kids and their moms sort of show. Yeah. Um, And so I think they very deliberately tried not to sexualize her at all yeah yeah i was briefly wondering maybe it what if he had like a femme fatale companion mm-hmm. instead of uh instead of penny but I, I don't think that would have worked as well with the with the cheery nature of the show yeah. there's a couple of female villains as well and they're also like they're not you know sexualized at all no they're also just evil i think i think uh I think they must have just put more effort into making Gadget look good because he's what you're looking at a lot of the time. Yeah, well, like the, he's your they flagship. Knew, they yeah, like literally. What? Go go Gadget <laughs> flagship. <laughs> go go Gadget aircraft carrier. Go go, 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 go Gadget Bowser mobile. Um, you should tool around in that. But. He needs to move around a lot. He needs to be in action poses. He needs to have a lot of gadgets come out. He needs to respond to things. Penny has kind of two modes, and that's run and look shocked. And look shit up on a computer. And look shit up on a computer, yeah. So I'm not surprised they put more effort in there if they did. Yeah, the the function of his character necessitates like a greater a greater range of motion. I For suppose. the greater good. Yep. Uh, Music and sound? Yeah. So, Scooby-Doo again. <laughs> uh, but it works very well with the goofy tone of the show. Yeah, they. I, I realized that they spend a lot of time in these Scooby-Doo-esque chases and crashes, mm. and that they there's really not a ton of dialogue in this show. Y- you know what you want to do when there's one of those chases is just listen to the theme. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it'll just be the straight Inspector Gadget theme. But when there's like tension rising, it'll be like this kind of spooky, uh, spooky remix mm-hmm. of the of the theme. There, there was a carnival theme for a little, one time. They were in a carnival. Like they, yeah, they, they do the theme remixes a lot. They they remix it, and um, the theme is, itself was. I think it's pretty good. The theme itself was made by Shuki Levi of Levi and Saban fame. Oh, um, cool. and it was based on Hall of the Mountain King by Edward Grieg. 
Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, I heard this before I heard Hall of the Mountain King, and I'm like, what the hell is that from, and why do I like it so much? There oh, God. Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Coming at you with those classy tunes from the 1860s, this is Hall of the Mountain King. <laughs> um, that, that, that's weird that they pulled pulled a, pulled a theme from so far, far back in the vault. Like, it's, it's not as though you were trying to get the Pavlovian going with the nostalgia kick. Well, they've used Edward Grieg for animation stuff before. Um, he also did Piergent, so the... Oh, yeah, sure. That they use all the time whenever you're, like, showing, hey, it's the morning time, so... Or, like, I think they across like, a field of flowers. I'm sure somebody, like, heard this song and they were like, oh, man, this requires a synth remix immediately. <laughs> I definitely heard synth on this. <laughs> yeah. Like, they remix it within the theme song itself. And yeah. um, Inspector Gadget himself hums the theme song, <laughs> which adds another kind of Inception level to these conspiracy theories. I- I'm comfortable leaving the Inception stuff behind. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah. I-, I agree. They spend a lot of time with the theme, doing chases and crashes, not a lot of talking. You never really have chains of people talking one after another it's like mm-hmm. line of dialogue tense you know a couple seconds of action another person saying something yeah i mean when you get down to it this is a very formulaic show and you know you, you have to you have to like what you what you're what you're there to watch um, the formula works really, you you can't really you can't really look to the plot to be engaging Mm. It, it it just it that's just not what you're there for. It's it's just simply not interesting. No. <laughs> and like you said, you watch one, you've watched them all. It's pretty just, much. It's just seeing how crazy gadget can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's. I, I do want to talk about uh, his catchphrase, which is pretty cool. Wowzers. Well, no. Or I'm uh, always on duty. Those are both pretty good, but uh, <laughs> they're both very Kustesk. Uh, Clues desk, but uh, I'll take I, the I was, case. I was speaking more of uh, one truth prevails, <laughs> villain. Uh, <laughs> I was speaking more of his go go gadget. Uh, oh, whatever. Yeah. What a brilliant catchphrase because you know people are going to repeat it ad nauseum always. Yeah, for, for decades to come. Like, this is uh, not, not to mention there's also that uh, that sort of refrain with Dr. Claus, I'll get you next time, gadget. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that's been repeated elsewhere in other shows, but this is the one I remember it from. Sure. And the go-go gadget thing is is just kind of a go-to mimetic, I've got a noun, I'm going to use the noun, you know? Yeah. Or I, even I, better when it's not a noun, like go-go gadget plot device or something like that. Yeah, I'm surprised I haven't seen him more as like a meme online. Yeah, maybe maybe it's his time. What, what, do you think the, again. what do you think the best gadget meme would be? I guess it would just be Go Go Gadget Noun, right? It, yeah, it'd be Go Go Gadget Noun. I think I saw one that was like, Go Go Gadget, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just him doing that shrug that he does. I, I remember very distinctly when we were younger that uh, you had made up the most horrifying thing that Gadget could possibly say and repeated it in not Gadget's voice, but an even creepier voice, which was the following. And I'm... I'm quoting verbatim here. <clears throat> go, go, gadget mayonnaise. <laughs> you remember all the weirdest parts of my childhood. Now, you know what? I, I remember a reasonable fraction of them, but your fra- your, but so much of that fraction is your weirdness. Thank you. But, man, like, what a gross euphemism for him to do. It, imagine Gadget going to a strip club for a moment. <laughs> go go gadget impotence no i think he would just be confused by the situation Ima- imagine that he's like uh like do you do you remember that one scene in venture brothers where uh billy quiz boy has those three pro- prostitutes uh crawling over him and yeah. one of them is like touching his chest and like m- makes his hand go off and he sprays them all with like uh <laughs> with, with with like fire extinguisher foam <laughs> Yeah, I could like, see like that. That wasn't actually the cause of it going off, but I like the idea that when Gadget gets like sexually excited, all of his like springs simultaneously just erupt from his body. Nice. Like he's just he's got me- mech mechanics 
a full a fully extended Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty pretty much. Pretty much. Um, Man, I what, I don't have much else for this guy. <laughs> what did you think of the intro? We talked about the intro song, but <laughs> oh, I think it's I think it's phenomenal. Actually. It's, it's perfect. It perfectly sets. It's like a mini episode in of itself, but I kind of want to walk through it for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. He he climbs down the secret ladder in a trash can, and then it's like twenty seconds of him running through doors and staircases. <laughs> yeah, abstract doors in 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 white space, no yeah. less. Like it's it's the perfect sort of uh, quintessential chase scene. Yeah, the qu- the qu- it's quintessential chasing, and it's also um. There's no way it, chasing it, him. <laughs> it's it's it, it it sort of reflects how futile his chasing is. Like mm-hmm. he's he's just he's just running up a down escalator for like, like the whole thing. Like and no one's chasing he's him. Not except getting his anywhere. Past. <laughs> um, this is former life as a human. But he he gets to a safe that looks like a refrigerator, and mm-hmm. the chief is inside. Gives him his mission. Promptly explodes. It's like oh, okay, dude, I know I what love to how expect. His hand rotates while he's opening the safe. Oh, I didn't really catch that. It, it, his hand rotates a full three hundred sixty degrees like an <laughs> owl's neck. It's great. That's great. Um, and then he just jumps out a window and gives us a montage of his ridiculous methods of transportation. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't it, know. Like, why did why does an inspector need so many different ways to get around? But then like, that montage is interspersed with Penny looking amazed at much more basic technology than her uncle is. <laughs> she just looks fascinated by the computer screen. <laughs> Sorry, you mentioned know, the tr- you you were talking about the transportation methods. No, 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 no. I'm I'm good. I don't, no, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. Inspector Gadget. Um, and then Gadget gets to Dr. Claw's chair, puts a handcuff on, turns it around. Oh, it's a bomb. No, he and... turns it around and then puts the handcuff on it after he has seen that it's a bomb. Because <laughs> he's just the smartest. <laughs> this is a trick. I better Gadget not let him get away. it again. <laughs> yep. No time then, to think. And then he explodes and falls upside down to become the eye in the title. I love how that title, like, collapses down. Like, be doo be doo be doo be doo uh, the uh, the O kind of rolls across other letters to get into place. Yeah, is like that's a that's a that's something that sticks with you. But like, there's there's no reason for it to. But I that that O just the O stuck with me. Like that this... that seemed like such a creative way to to make the title. The animation overall was very playful. I think. Oh yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, in in the manner that sometimes they look straight up like uh like you know action figures mm-hmm. or legos lego my ego go go gadget lego <laughs> i thought of um a, a like a lego my ego phrase for a non-name brand waffle it's oh yeah hands awful my waffle <laughs> <laughs> that can't be as ain't original can it <laughs> it is oh my god i'm very it absolutely is it's quite good <laughs> feel free to use it everyone I'm absolutely going to use it. Remember those old waffle, those Eggo commercials where it's like a person fighting a giant robot or like a squid or something trying to get those waffles? This is the most shameless time extension that you've ever done. Yeah, I, I, I think I think we should wrap up. We don't want right. to we don't want to milk this this uh cow too hard. Well, milk, Ben, milk this cash cow too hard. As we'll see next time, we have all the time in the world. Yeah. What are we watching? <laughs> uh, well, next time where we're going, we don't need roads because we're going to be watching. Uh, I can't stop thinking Inspector Gadget just because he was so in my face for this whole episode. Uh, next time we're watching Back to the Future, the animated series. Um, I already watched an episode of it. It's it's surprisingly good. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, it's that'll be different. interesting. Whatever you're expecting, it's very different. Oh, good. I, I'm always I'm always pleased when that happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are we watching after that, Zane? Well, you know, I realized, it, hey Arnold, there was a lot of positive messages. This episode episode had actual PSAs, and the Back to the Future I realized also kind of you know was trying to teach a lesson to the kids in a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. So I thought 
double down. Let's make this the summer of PSAs. Double dare. We are going to be watching a little something that I'm sure you've never heard of before. Adventures from the Book of Virtues. What? <laughs> it's it's a couple of kids and no. their woodland creature friends. And they're talking about lessons that they can learn. Sort of Aesop's fables from legendary myths throughout history. Saying, why would you spend your Hail Mary on something called the Book of Virtues? It's you're, <laughs> I don't know if you're going to like it. I thought it was okay. Why didn't, why didn't you pick something like... Stupider that we might have enjoyed, like N the Game Master. The name, Ben. It's all about the name. All right. I guess so. Well, so enjoy your enjoy- book of virtues, everyone. Yeah, enjoy your book of shit. But first, we've got Doc Brown to cleanse that palate and get us ready for the uh, the book of virtues. <laughs> God, so so rough. But uh, yeah. Um, thanks for for thanks for listening. Um, if you would like to. Leave a comment on our Facebook page or website, www.cartoncast.com. We'd be happy to hear from you. You can leave a rating or review on iTunes. And most importantly, tell your friends about the show. We love it when you guys comment in and purely just when you enjoy us talking about the show. So thanks for listening. Go, go, gadget networking. (laughs) Yes. And, uh... Until until next time, this episode will (laughs) self-destruct.